This week on You Should Be Watching, we talk about how San Diego Comic-Con has officially been cancelled in 2020. We talk about how DC movies like The Batman are getting new release dates, and we talk about how Westworld and Devs are thematically similar, but Devs is the one to watch. That's this week on You Should Be Watching. Hey guys, and welcome to a new episode of You Should Be Watching. I'm joined by Greg and Mike and Meg are back. Hey guys, how you guys doing? Hey. Doing pretty well. How are you? Good. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're all working from home. We did this podcast together once, but now we are doing it work from home style, all in our bedrooms. I like your dog, Meg. I'm glad that I get to see your dog during this podcast. <laughs> thank you. He'll be uh, a background actor for the duration of the podcast. Yeah. Mike's got great dogs, too. Mike has two dogs, if you are not familiar <laughs> with Mike's dogs. Mike, tell us about your dogs. Uh, they're good dogs, you know. They're, they would love to be in the room, but uh, they're not as good as Beasley at, at sitting still. So, unfortunately. <laughs> Beasley enough. is a professional napper. This is his number one resume skill, is sleeping <laughs> like he is right now. I love it. All right, so let's get together and talk about what we've been watching lately that we would recommend to the audience. So, a little segment called What's on Your TV. Uh, Greg, let's start with you. What have you been watching? Oh, uh, well, this weekend I just watched uh, for the first time since I think it came out in tw- uh, 2001, Moulin Rouge. I, I don't wow. know. Wow. <laughs> this is the first time you've seen it since it came out? Yep. Yeah. And how does it hold up for you? Because that's oh. one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, it's great. But the uh, the edit, it, it drives me insane uh, for the first few minutes. <laughs> like, I can't get over it uh, for just how many cuts that movie has. over, And it's just, it's it's overblown, too. I... I <laughs> the the craft is there, so the editing team they know what they're doing. This is the same team he's mm-hmm. had since Romeo and Juliet and uh, Strictly Ballroom, his first film. Uh, but mm-hmm. man, there are so many cuts in this thing. I almost I felt like throwing up because I thought I was watching like a, a bad American <laughs> like fight film for a second. Greg, Close that's up. How, that's Jeez. how I feel for the duration of Moulin Rouge. Yeah, the whole movie. It's Aww, the entire. It's a love it or hate it. I understand completely yeah. if you can't get I through it from the too. first five it. minutes. If, the first five it's minutes to tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> I still have that soundtrack is like still like up at the top of my like recently played Spotify yep. like list. Like it comes up like very frequently. I love the elephant love, love medley. I think it's great. Yeah. Big fan. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. Well, the thing yeah, I love I, about that I, movie I, is just the behind the scenes stuff is so good. Uh, Courtney Love tried to play it? the role for Satine. Uh, really? she, she didn't get <laughs> Can it. Can you imagine? But she sold the Can rights. You to, she sold the rights to Nirvana. Smells like Teen Spirit, which was meant to go to Marilyn Manson, and she had a huge issue with that. And I think uh, six days prior to uh, the release of the film, they had to change it. <laughs> he was on that the cut. That is fascinating. And she made Whoa. them take wow. him off. <laughs> I had no idea that any of this happened. That's really interesting, actually. Um, I, oh all I took away from Moulin Rouge was a huge crush slash obsession with Ewan McGregor after that, and I just watched everything he was yeah, in that was meant after to be, I saw that movie. That was Leo. Yeah. That was that meant to be Leo. <laughs> I know we're going to talk about, the not the beach entirely, but Garland a little bit Wait, later on. Courtney, and, Courtney Love and Leo? Yep. In a different timeline. In a different, <laughs> that would have been wild. In a different timeline. Oh Alex, my God. In an Alex Garland timeline, Leo... <laughs> who can't sing, who brings up that he cannot sing, and that's why he didn't get the role, uh, would have been singing to Courtney Love. <laughs> so, all right. 
God. So that movie just was completely forgotten about in a different timeline because I don't think that would have been a hit mm-hmm. at all. That would have destroyed no. so many careers, probably. It truly sounds yeah. even worse <laughs> than the first. It does. That it really I'm, does. I'm not saying much because I have nothing nice to say about uh, it, but yeah, that's that sounds, fine. That sounds oh, terrible. That's totally fine. <laughs> I'm so deeply unsurprised that you hate Moulin Rouge, Mike. Like, I can't believe how not surprising this is to me. Not at all. We've never talked all. about this before, yeah. but I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, of course. I like musicals. I'm not surprised, but I, I still love it. I, I think it's mostly the, the musical part. I, I like musicals. I just I don't it. like that movie. Yeah, it's a jukebox musical, it's so it's still subjective. <laughs> if you don't like the music, you're going to be like, all right, I'm done. I mean, I like it. Nirvana and David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Fair it's enough. Still, <laughs> boy, it's a lot of. Movie. All right, <laughs> Meg, what are you watching? Oh my god! So my quarantine uh, brain has manifested in just me getting like really hyper fixated on new things. Mm-hmm. So my new thing right now is BTS, the Korean boy band, <laughs> and I have become completely obsessed. They do a. Uh, online variety show called run bts which is like free to watch it's on their platform called v live um and it's so much fun and it's so endearing and it's the only thing that's bringing me any joy right now is just watching these uh seven boys do like they're basically like game show games like they it's it's just funny it's so cute and it's so fun that's great And it's very yeah like you don't have to like their music to like their show it's just meg is is this like a is this a thing that they have started doing recently because of quarantine or is this older than that this is way older than that they just finished their 100th episode like last week wow oh so it's a hundred they've been doing it for a long how frequently do they do these is this a weekly like once a week okay yeah wow yeah and so like sometimes it'll be like they like we'll send them to like a VR arcade and like make them play VR like VR games against each other. <laughs> oh, and other times okay. it's like, like the one two weeks ago was like, oh, they'll, we'll send them to a florist and have them <laughs> learn how to make flower arrangements. And I'm like, yes, this is perfect. I love that. It's so low cute. stakes. It sounds weirdly yeah. pleasant. That's, that that's so yeah. That sounds it's put so that really pleasant. wholesome. That's, that's <laughs> why wholesome I love it. Entertainment. It's, exactly. It's just, Wait, so where, where can so people watch it? On VLive, um, which mm. is, it's an app, but it's also a website. It's like the a bunch of different like K-pop bands have different like shows and stuff. But hmm. it's all on there. It's really nice and it's super. It's free. It's easy. Just I just watch it on my phone before I go to bed. The episode's like twenty minutes long. Oh. There, nice, perfect, cool. Yeah. All right, Ooh. Mike. What are you watching? Um, you're gonna laugh at me. <clears throat> I'm <laughs> I'm finally watching <laughs> Succession. Yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna laugh at you. I'm so happy. Well, I'm really happy you're watching this show. Cousin Greg. I've, I figured, yeah, I figured that, that's you. I figured we would, you would laugh because last year when we were doing the GameSpot, you know, 2019 best of deliberations, mm-hmm. um, there were a bunch of people who were in favor of succession. And I was skeptical, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I having having started watch, uh, to watch succession last week, I couldn't help but think of that conversation. That I that I remember having um, last December. So what's where where is your opinion now on the show? Um, I hate all of the characters so much, mm-hmm. but I'm now I'm like because half, they're awful mm-hmm, people. I'm like halfway through season two, and have come to realize that that's the point. Yep. Um, yes. Which is <laughs> it's foreign for me. Like I don't I don't watch a lot of stuff 
like that. Like, I don't watch... I feel like a lot of people watch reality TV and you hate all of the people on a reality show because they're all, you know, narcissists or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't really I don't really watch reality TV. I don't I don't watch anything like that. So I am not used to watching something with no I mean like there are endearing moments, but then you remember that like every single one of those people is a complete monster. They're uh, yep, horrible, they're all trying horrible, to tear each other people. down and you, you it's just <laughs> fascinating to watch them tear each other down. Yeah. In such a way and then they like sometimes congratulate each other for doing it They're like oh you did it yeah attaboy attaboy look at you yeah look at you i see you real machiavellian real machiavellian greg yep um <laughs> yeah so that stuff works and the music is good and it's i don't know mm-hmm. it's a good binge so whatever Ooh, that theme song it's a banger yeah I, I play it every time i love the theme song Chessie, what about you? Oh, me. Uh, yeah, so I've just mostly been watching Community. I mentioned that on uh, this podcast last week, but I rewatched Parasite because my boyfriend had never seen it, so I wanted to see if I was just overhyping it or if someone who knows nothing about it has no investment in it, mm. uh, just watched it and told me if it was good That's or not, awesome. and he liked it. So I, I feel redemption. <laughs> so has he seen... It's, uh, it's really good. The Oscar has- win didn't... That wasn't... <laughs> The fact that it won, he, he doesn't. Didn't, uh, he doesn't. No, I mean for you, for Oscar you though, but for anything. but for you, you know, having having reassurance <laughs> yeah. that it wasn't that it wasn't just. Oh you. yeah. Yes. No. That that made me feel reassured as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I yeah I love this movie and watching it a third time. This was the third time now and my the first few times I watched it were kind of back to back. It was like twice in about three weeks and now that I've had several months away from it and revisiting it it's nice to revisit without the stress of um and anxiety of what's going to happen next Mm -hmm. and just kind of sitting there and enjoying the ride and seeing how it progresses and being able to focus on things like how how lighting is used how how it's framed the purposefulness of like elevation and things like that and just all the clever things that Bong Joon-ho did with this film uh was fun to just witness um without yeah. the stress of being like this is an extremely tense movie but like yeah i need to go back and rewatch <laughs> it i've only ever watched it the one it's time so but good. it was like has your partner yeah. seen snowpiercer it's so well, tense well, Cassidy, no I, I i don't think so host? i i don't know i the host i'll ask uh, so the host I, is really good <laughs> i showed my partner both those films after we watched parasite just to like get into mm-hmm. the realm because i like to explain to people that a lot of Bongju, he's a lot like uh, Guillermo uh, del Toro with their careers. <laughs> yeah. So if you mm. watch uh, like even Hellboy leading up to what we got for Shape of Water, it's a good, you can be like, okay, here's Shape of Water, here's Parasite, but you should really go watch The Host, Hellboy, and all these mm. films. And mm-hmm. of course for Pan's Labyrinth, he has it too. So you can, they their careers really mirror each other uh, down the line, even to their Academy Awards. It's really crazy. Yeah. And Tarantino. That's, that's and a good point. Tarantino. Wow. He's put there them on both parallel. on blast. There's a lot there's a big <laughs> parallel with Tarantino as well for some reason. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, Parasite's great. All right, the next segment is this Justin. So let's talk about some of the biggest stories that hit this past week. So first off, we have San Diego Comic-Con 2020 has been canceled. It's officially canceled. Comic-Con International confirmed that for the first time, the annual pop culture celebration is not happening this year and it is returning in 2021. Um, Those are their plans. So guys, what do you guys think about Comic-Con getting canceled and how does this change it moving forward? 
<clears throat> I think it's, I mean, it's kind of a relief because, you know, who would want to do that right now? Like, even if it was on, can you imagine, can you imagine going no. to a convention mm-hmm. right now? Even not if you, all. even a few months from now, like it's not, it won't feel, it wouldn't feel right. So, you know, I think they did the right thing as sad as it is for a lot of people. I'm really bummed out about yeah, it. I completely like, agree. I'm like, I, I totally agree that it's definitely the right call. And like, even if it were on, I probably would not have gone. But at the same time, it's, I think this will, this will be the first year in 12 years that I haven't gone to Comic-Con. Wow. And that's really, it's, it's going to be a very weird summer because it's become like, like a tradition for me in the sense that it's like almost how I benchmark time in the summer. Like it, there's, you know, pre-Comic-Con mm-hmm. summer and then there's post-Comic-Con summer. And it's going to be very weird not to have that. I'm going to have to, like, completely reframe how I look at time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I totally get that. Like, um, summer for me for, like, the last several years, as long as I've been um, in games, it's E3 and Comic-Con. And now both are not happening. So, yeah, it's just completely different year. And I think just, like, entertainment itself as a whole is on hold this year. Um, so it's it's really just, like, a chance for us to catch up on our backlogs. And I don't know how this changes things moving forward. Um, yeah, wh- what can you imagine going back or, like, what could be done differently after this phase of what we've been living through when we go back to Comic-Con? My question is whether all of, like, normally around Comic-Con time, like, a bunch of trailers come out a bunch of news um obviously a lot of things have been delayed like production has been halted pretty much across the industry but Mm -hmm. there are presumably still things that are going to come out on time because they were already done before this happened that normally we would be getting announcements and the hype train would start you know would leave the station starting in july so i'm Mm -hmm. i would bet that like a lot of studios and and networks and streaming platforms are sort of scrambling at this point to figure out do their own yeah to 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 figure out how to like do a digital version like like a nintendo direct yeah yeah exactly something with like some amount of like pomp and you know pizzazz but without without the full comic-con so I, i think july still could potentially be an interesting month um, but then, but then that decentralization can have ripple effects, like for the future, like you're talking about, like, you know, if this works, maybe like different companies, like Nintendo doesn't really do E3 like traditionally anymore, right? Um, different companies pull out and do their own thing. So if this works, you know, we could see that going in future years even. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I, think I recommend that. I think it's great. Uh, the only <laughs> thing that, again, for the heartbreaking thing of, of all of this is the vendors who are really losing a lot of money here. It's not mm. Tom Hanks and anyone else going in there to this convention to wave their hands and say, here's the trailer. Uh, it's the people, those vendors are the ones that are hurt from this. So I feel bad for that, that they're going to be waiting for a whole nother year. Uh, but this is the only thing we could do. It's the only way. And I feel like Hollywood's definitely going to start doing their own mini, like little mini review, little mini Nintendo, whatever, or Apple they'll have someone come out uh some celebrity will say a few things about the movie and then they'll do a trailer but i worry that this stuff now since we're not all you know on the same you know page for a week of getting dumped with trailers i wonder what this means in the future now that we have maybe let's say a godzilla movie it gets a trailer Mm -hmm. like the one that gorgeous trailer we got last year what if that came out in different venue altogether how they released the whole thing maybe that would have got a little bit more eyes on it i don't know like there won't there you're saying we won't have the we won't have the exclusives in the room. 
Yeah, the exclusives in the room are like gone. It's gonna... just for Hall H mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think they'll do their own yeah. thing for that. I'm curious to see what the money looks like after that, too. Because there's got to be some exclusive Hall H stuff that we're not getting anymore, but we're going to see it some other type of way. Whether it's like a, uh, what is it? Like, uh, Nolan always does those six minutes prior to a movie in IMAX theaters where you get a special preview. Maybe we get something like that. They'll have to get creative. Mm-hmm. Well, presuming yeah. theaters are open in July. That's another story. <laughs> Which is not yeah. guaranteed. Because <laughs> there's not really any way. way to do something like that on the internet, right? If you put something out on the internet, yeah. For half of a second at two thirty in the morning on a Tuesday, someone it's gone somewhere by Friday. Yes, well, someone somewhere will capture it and and propagate it on Reddit or 4chan or whatever, and and it's just out. So there's there's just no way to do that. I think the saddest thing about Comic Con not happening this year is we're not going to go and get tacos and margaritas at that place <laughs> that we that we love going every Sunday. No. So. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's oh. for. I still want to go to San the, Diego. The GameSpot team, where it's like a one like. Once or twice a year, we get together in the same location in Comic-Con is where we usually do that. So, yeah, that that is a little sad. Uh, but yeah. I totally agree that um, we should hope for something digital. Like, it'd be really cool to get a, a live stream Twitch version of a Hall H panel um, would be really cool from yeah. just people chiming in about the film and still generate hype for that thing that is still a little far away. But... Um, it'd be really cool, e- even if they only have stuff that they sometimes show at all age with like um, art or a logo, but they can have people talk about their experiences. I still think I wonder... that's, that should be live from the get-go, no matter what, going forward. I think Hollywood yeah. should always be live. They should really just try to polish these, yeah. and you get more mm-hmm. eyes on it regardless. I have to wonder how... I feel like this is going to be a really good litmus test for how much of like the Comic-Con Hall H experience is contingent on being in a room with 4,000 people versus being home alone. Because, like, I feel like even now, like, as many times as I've been to Comic-Con, sitting in Hall H and watching a trailer and then having, like, the realization, like, a month later that, like, oh, that trailer was actually really lame, but I was super stoked on it because everyone else was stoked on it. <laughs> versus, like... Cause, like it's going to be that, different. It will yeah, be Yeah, like, that can't happen now. So yeah. it'll be interesting. Yeah, it's infectious. It would, yeah. yeah. It would be... I mean, watch it. The the energy would totally be different, but you could still kind of get that same level of of group think like excitement from a Twitch chat or a YouTube chat. If everyone's going, oh my God, and mashing the chat, um, I would still probably be affected by that. We'll get those hype videos. (laughs) We're still going to get the hype videos, but they're just in a different format. Mm -hmm. That's all. Because it's still going to happen. I remember being back in, I think it was 2009, the last Twilight film. Uh, come out and I was in Hall H waiting for uh, Avatar from James Cameron. I didn't, I had no idea what Avatar was going to be. They hadn't shown any footage. This was going to be the first time you ever see any footage of it outside into the public. Um, and I just remember being in a seat, sitting there waiting for it. So I had to be in line with everyone else who was waiting for Twilight that came on prior. Uh, so when that kicked off and when Robert Pattinson came out there, I've never been in a room in my entire life that's gotten so loud. <laughs> Hell yeah. I was there too. And, I was oh in that, I was I, in that Hall H It was also insane. For Avatar, I, I, I was scared. Twilight, uh, it was the best. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember purposely skipping the hype of the Twilight years because it was so hard oh. to get into panels. Yeah, I'm surprised you guys like, got real. in for that. There's no point. Yeah, I was like, there's no point. I, I can't did you guys, I can't compete did you guys with this fan. No, uh, no I, I, had a few, I had a few connections to get in. That's the only uh, reason oh. I got in. I Ooh. made friends with some Twi moms 
like the moms who are super into nice. Twilight. So like I, I, I like ingratiated myself with this group of moms. <laughs> And they like I forgot me up Twi with moms yeah. existed. It was the best. They were so cool. You guys, do you remember Twi moms? Meg, do you I keep do. in touch? Do you keep in touch with the Twi moms? I don't. I used to though. I, I kept in touch with them. For I want to know what they're time. into right now. I don't know what they're. What doing do you think now? they moved on to? Do they still uh, identify as Twi moms? Yeah. What? Are, probably. What if they moved on to. Moved on what to is their identity now? Uh, yeah. Vampire Diaries um, is around still. Could be. Yeah. They. They were really popular. Mortal Engine. Supernatural. A lot of them migrated to Fifty Shades. <laughs> Mortal Engine. Which was a really yeah. Shades. They had high hopes for that adaptation. <laughs> yeah, that that makes sense. Because Fifty well, Shades. Twilight's is just coming back. For Twilight. it, exactly. It, Twilight's coming back again. Even it doesn't matter. We, you know it. I know it. It's going to come back. So the Twilight Listen. moms are going to be returning as well. When they'll find some streaming platform for it. I'm shocked they haven't done it yet. It's coming to I Epics or something any week now. I know it. I'm going to plant You're my saying Twilight's coming back to Comic Con. Right here. It, it will come Twilight's back to streaming services. Meg's going to get. Meg is, Meg is going to get this thought out. I Twilight. Twilight is good because Ish. Fifty Shades exists. Listen, the Twilight. I mean, I think it's all. I think it's all actually. I, I saw every Twilight movie in the theater opening night. Wow, me too, man. Bla- blackout too. drunk. I've only oh, seen dang. one. I Not saw drunk, one. But twi- the f- I definitely went and saw all of them. It was my tradition th- throughout college or, or and, and after going to going to get get a, a water bottle full of vodka. Uh, a large, a large Coke in an empty cup, and you kill, you kill that thing before the movie's over. And that was a blast. So I'm a huge Twilight fan. I, oh, I love it. I went to the premiere, the midnight premiere, uh, for a film for I think it was the second to last one. It was like part mm. one of whatever the last. Mm-hmm. I think it was Eclipse. Um, mm-hmm. Breaking Dawn. I went Dawn. to that only because. Breaking, Breaking Dawn Part One. Yes, Breaking Dawn Part One. Uh, I went to that only because it was like a uh, like a, it was like I was trying to not. Uh, there was a girl I didn't. We kind of had a crush, but we were like, "Oh, let's go on a date." And I'm like, okay, but let's do it as like a joke. Let's you know, how about? <laughs> oh, I know what's coming out. Twilight. Let's do that. And I bought the tickets for this. It was like a cat and mouse between us. Like, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. And it ended up with us actually going to the theater at midnight to watch that movie. Now, she was a huge Harry Potter fan, but she didn't know anything about Twilight like I did. And so she was mm-hmm. screaming out into the audience, like, 10 points, Gryffindor and stuff. And the, uh, oh, the everyone behind us, they kicked my chair. And I, I just thought, Man, I'm going to get in a fight for this. This is what happens. <laughs> the, this is how it and happens. That's how this Greg is how Greg got in a fight. Yeah, yeah. but it's a fight and with Twi Moms. With yes. Twi-moms. They were so Tear mad. Tear your eyes out. Don't ever fight with they, a Twi Mom. Yeah. I didn't. Ever, hey, I didn't want that smoke. You. I didn't. I didn't do anything. <laughs> but um, the fact was, that's the only time I've ever seen that movie. That's the only one I've watched. It was so bad. I thought this can't be. I. I, I didn't even want to watch the rest of them, and I still haven't to this day. <laughs> I, I can't believe that's how it went down. There was no action, if I remember correctly. I think it all it builds up. To, it, it builds up to oh. nothing, and then just and then action. it's over. There's there's action. There's oh, it's just not that's the kind right. you're looking for. Yeah. That's, Yes, that's right. It was the sex one. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. now it's coming back to me. So maybe, so maybe Comic Con should just stay canceled. Is that the is that the conclusion? Yes. So, so in We've conclusion, Twilight destroyed Comic Con. Yeah, um, I believe that. That's not even true. Um, moving on to the next story, The Princess Bride is coming to Disney Plus on May first. Uh, any Princess Bride fans here among me? 
I like Princess I like Bride. That film. I, I think yeah. it's good. I think yeah. it's fine. It's it's I one like of those it. things that yeah. like I feel like a lot yeah. of people like. I just hesitate to say fan. To it that I don't. Right. But I still mm-hmm. like it. I mean, there must be something about it that it still has such a fan base mm-hmm. to this day in 2020. But yeah, I'm I'm happy that it's coming to Disney Plus. And also, in other mm-hmm. Disney Plus news, Artemis Fowl, we knew it was coming to Disney Plus um, instead of theaters, but now it has a date, June 12th. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you think we'll see more of this from Disney? I think I think they've said as much that that they're going to be looking mm-hmm. at this for other movies. Um, I, I want to know more about Artemis Fowl. I don't know anything about this. Can anyone explain this me to neither. me? Me neither. Oh, no. no idea. Meg, I, Meg. I read the book. <laughs> Why do you automatically? I knew it. Meg, we're looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Help us, Meg. I read the book. Who is Artemis Fowl? I, like, I read the books when I was in, like, middle school. And I like I say books. I think I only read one of them. I don't remember even how many there are. But it's, like, a fun YA fantasy novel that starts with like a kid it's it starts as kind of like a, a James Bond but a kid type situation then turns into like fantasy with fairies and, and whatnot. I remember really, really liking it as a child. I have not revisited it. So I think it's gonna be very cute, but I also know that this movie has had just an astronomical amount of like production problems. <laughs> like it's been delayed a million times and like shuffled around a million times. So I think they actually finished it back in like 2016 or something which is a long oh. delay wow. for a movie to come out so wait I, so Lord. when this kid finally gets to go to his own red carpet he's gonna look like he's 22 there is no red carpet different. like he's not even getting a red carpet for it like yeah, yeah. so it's it's wild i don't know like i i like kenneth branagh as a director though so i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be cute kenneth i remember the book being very charming like this Meg, yeah. officially as our as our resident Artemis Fowl correspondent, as the only person <laughs> who's read the book, how hyped are you on a scale of one to ten? Uh, probably a five. I'll definitely watch it. Like, I'll watch okay. it. It's good enough. I, it's yeah. It's available on Disney Plus, which we already have. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. I think a lot of people are gonna watch it because they already have that streaming service. And I'm so sure I think it might even get more. What happened to New Mutants? Yeah. Is New Mutants a, coming? That's out? a good question. Oh, New Mutants dead. It's not coming back. I don't it's never coming out. New Mutants never. It's never coming out. That that movie is doomed. Yeah, I think they so never too. gave. They didn't give it a date. It, it's TBD. Uh, it's gonna pop up on Hulu any day now. Just a <laughs> random Thursday night. It's gonna. Yeah, no, it's um, just <laughs> three a.m. drop on Hulu. <laughs> oh, poor New Mutants. They should just chop um, it up into like of, like eight half hour episodes. That's one I really. I, I want to see a red carpet a for that series. movie. <laughs> yeah, they might as well. They they really might as well. <laughs> well, speaking of superhero movies, uh, the Batman release date has also been delayed until October 1st, 2021. So that's four months later than planned. But uh, Deadline notes that only a quarter of the movie was shot. And Matt Reeves said he plans to return to London to resume production once it's safe to do so. So that's still not quite set in stone. So we don't know if this is the official official release date. But yeah, um. There's just delays across the board for the DC movies as well. Um, Wonder Woman, do you think that will actually drop in August? I'm starting to think no. Of this year or next year? This, this year. year. No. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to happen. Probably not. Yeah. At this point, theaters are going to be closed it... longer than uh, anything else. Again, these are cold environments, so the virus is just waiting there. Like, hi, everybody. So they, yeah. it's, it takes a little bit longer for movie theaters. Uh, to reach up to speed with everyone else. So it's going to be a second. 
this yeah, news... I think August was a little ambitious. Yeah, this yeah. news was actually the only thing that reminded me that the Flash movie is still technically supposed to be happening. I didn't... I thought mm-hmm. it was dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, Moving forward a month, like, June 3rd, June 3rd, 2022, baby. It's I gonna don't believe happen. it. I'll Ezra, believe maybe. I see it. Come on, Ezra. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, Ezra, Ezra one. one. It's gone through like 17 Ezra, Ezra records. Happening. It's not happening. <laughs> It's not going to happen uh, because it's just oh, yeah, also people. That. I don't know. This is going to be a second. Ooh. I think um, he... Did they ever... I, was that I don't remember whether WB ever put out they a didn't, statement about I that. They didn't, and I think I can't even prove if when that happened, too. So we don't know if that was recent or a while back. Um, so it's a big mess. Uh, but I think the movie may happen at some point because, again, this is the film that's going to change the timeline for the DC. So all the crap that's happening in the background with Snyder and everything else, they're trying to get this movie out so they can use it as a, like a, a launching point for a new kind of timeline and franchises to go from there. I don't just... I just don't I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> Couldn't they I'll just believe do it when I see it. A different Flash and a different movie, but I know, <laughs> I know. I mean, they already they they literally put Joker out, and that has nothing True. to do with any of True. the other movies. Just... <laughs> so it's like they don't need they don't need like a met in like canon thing universe yeah. excuse to hit hit the reset button. They could just uh. do that. There's no like rule that they have to do that just because Marvel has just because Marvel stayed consistent <laughs> for a decade. Very somehow. True. They'll be and damned if they don't. They'll try it. <laughs> And Shazam 2 has been pushed from April 22 to November 2022. Mm. That'll be fun. I'm in, I'm looking forward to more Shazam. That should be fun. I think that'll yeah, happen. That'll that happen. one'll yeah, definitely happen. I think that happen. will happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially because the first one was was that considered a success? I think so, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, I think yes. it definitely did. It yeah. did well. Everyone really liked people, it. People liked yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It made its money back for its modest budget. Pretty good. Even mm-hmm. I think we talked about this before, but Birds of Prey was the same way. Uh, it yeah. made its money back as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're we're all big supporters of Birds of Prey, um, but yeah, to yeah the narrative <laughs> the narrative of Birds of Prey was that it was not successful. It was but yeah, as you said, it made it it made mm-hmm. its money back and uh, it was critically acclaimed. So yeah, yep, you know. Um, I'm pretty optimistic about the Batman. How about, how about you guys? Any thoughts? I am. I think it's going to get. I'm really excited about it. More times, honestly, here, mm-hmm. for pickups, I think as well. I think they're going to try. They're really, really trying. I, I, I think I like the direction they're going here. It's, yeah, we it's talked Batman. a little bit about this um, a couple episodes ago, but Meg, I'd love to hear your take. Um, what What are you hoping for this film? I I'm hoping. I really want a Pattinson Bruce Wayne movie. Like I'm way less interested in Pattinson's take on Batman specifically than I am on Pattinson as Bruce. So I really, and like Matt Reeves has talked about this before, but the idea that it's going to be a more detective based film, which I think is really interesting because I'm very much sick of solo Batman movies. Like if you're going to make a Batman movie, I want a Robin in it or several Robins in it. And that's that. And so it's going to take a little bit of doing for me to care about a new Batman that doesn't have like a family to support him so I don't know I, I'm I'm really excited about Colin Farrell I'm really excited about everybody else that's been like the cast is stacked it has the potential to be very very interesting I'm hoping that it is that's what I'll say like I'm I'm optimistic I'm excited about it but I'm still like kind of like I hope I hope you pull it off <laughs> I too I think I really I like that optimism Meg 
Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to Robert Pattinson, when it comes to Pattinson, you already know the camera is going to love him. So they're going <laughs> to treat him the same way they treated uh, Michael Keaton with that camera angle and those close-ups <laughs> for his two Batman films. So I feel like it's going to be the same. So you're going to get a lot of him. But I I, I want to see what Colin Farrell does, too. I really want to mm. see if he can pull that, off that Yeah, character. that was the only question mark that we all had when we were talking about it on the previous episode was, like, all, all of the casting made sense. And then Colin Farrell as Penguin was like, huh? Hot Oswald like, Cobblepot we is going to be a weird have you, thing have you, have for Have you seen him lately? Yes. I have Farrell? not seen him I lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, you know, I can see it. At this, like, 2020 Colin Farrell is, is different from a lot of Colin Farrells that we've known Total Recall past. Colin Farrell? Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah, in, Bru- in, in Bruges Colin Farrell? Mm, Come on. Yeah. The lobster was good. In Bruges Colin Farrell is like a 10 out of 10 for sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's been some years since then. <laughs> He's gone and done the lobster. <laughs> yes, the lobster. He sure did. <laughs> killing, killing, did somebody say killing of a sacred deer? Doing those movies takes its toll. <laughs> All right, the next segment is you should be watching, and this week we're going to be talking about how you should be watching Devs instead of any other sci-fi show right now. Devs is our favorite one currently. It just wrapped. It's on Hulu. You can watch all eight episodes now, and you can watch those breakdowns on Gamespot Universe too from Mike and Meg. That's why we've got Mike and Meg here to talk about it. So you guys have also been watching Westworld at the same time. I've been watching Westworld. Greg's been watching Westworld. We've all watched Devs. There are a lot of similarities and parallels. So let's talk about that. So yeah, thematically Meg, they're yeah. they're super similar. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So, Meg, I'm going to toss to you really quick because you just wrote something up for GameSpot where um, I think the headline was, was along the lines of, like, if you're frustrated with Westworld Season 3, try Devs instead. So um, what brought you to write that and uh, tell us a little bit more about how you feel? I think, I mean, here's the thing. I want to first disclaim myself in that I, I've enjoyed Westworld Season 3. Like, I think it's a fun show. I just think it's a very, very different show than what Westworld Season 1 was. Which is a little bit frustrating because I liked Westworld season one a lot. And then I didn't like season two because I couldn't figure it out. And then season three came and it's it's very interesting and very fun, but it's not what was on the box for season one at all. And I think that a lot of what Westworld season three is trying to do is kind of ask the question about like, you know, how far would you go for freedom? What is freedom? Has and you know, like the are humans free? Does free will exist? Which are all questions that Devs is asking in a much more interesting kind of nuanced way. Whereas Westworld season three is asking those questions with explosions and, you know, gunfights and Dolores, you know, being a badass, which is fine and fun, but it's not the sort of philosophical content that I want from that, you know, that, that sort of theme, I guess. So, I mean, I think they're both equally good shows. It's not an apples to oranges comparison or it's, it's not exactly a one-to-one comparison either, but if you want that like mm-hmm. meaty philosophical sci-fi that Westworld season one was, Devs is the answer to that for sure. Completely. Yeah, agree that with was that. that was the the idea for that article came from Meg and I talking about how exactly that how we just miss Westworld season one so much because it so it was so intelligent in the way that it examined these questions of like it it was centered on Dolores right like is is she human is she like sentient Mm -hmm. are her thoughts and feelings real and and valid um you know or not valid because she was constructed right um and the show is completely 
I think, lost interest in that question. And it feels like a completely different show now. And so the discussion we were having was, why is devs so much better at this than mm-hmm. Westworld is? Yeah, completely agree. Um, so before we jump into some of the parallels between the shows, um, can I ask you guys, what made devs so great? Like, just in your eyes, what makes this such a must-watch show? I think, I think it's the writing. Yeah, just there's nobody doing it like Alex Garland does it. And I think that he's consistently been that. Like, even through, you know, like, Sunshine, which is a movie he did not direct, but he did write. Like, there's there's always something there that's very, very thoughtful and interesting. And there's so many layers packed into what he does. And I think that that it's tailor-made for those big, complicated questions. Whereas, like something like Westworld season three doesn't necessarily isn't is not built to have those discussions anymore because it's built to be a fun action show whereas devs was conceived from the ground up with that in mind because that's what Alex Garland does and has proven time and time again that that's what he does super super well which I think that that's I mean you just it's an autorist miniseries it's it reminds me of the same like the same feeling that I had when I watched uh True Detective season one where it was all, you know, Carrie Joji Fukunaga and uh, Nick Pizzolatto doing all the episodes and having a very clear vision in mind. And, like, I love that. That's perfect. I totally agree that Westworld Westworld is, like, a sci-fi action show at this mm-hmm. point, right? It's mm-hmm. it's no longer, like, a cerebral... Like, the whole first season was written as this very cerebral exploration of, of this one central idea. Um, like, personified in, in the, the maze that the Man in Black was searching through or searching for um and now it's yeah it's just it's a sci-fi action show which is fun i love sci-fi action but there's if there's something that i love more than sci-fi action it's like hard sci-fi like the movie i bring up constantly which is blade runner 2049 from the past like five years right there's nothing there's very little action in that movie but that's the kind of sci-fi that gets me and i would i would put it, it they don't seem that alike on the surface, but I would I would put devs into the and and that into the same category. Mm-hmm. So, Greg, you've been watching both shows, and as someone who hasn't had to work on the breakdowns and tear these things apart, oh, yeah, um, yeah. how just as someone who's just been <laughs> absorbing it for fun, um, what is your take on watching both at the same time? Listen, I like both of them. Westworld mm-hmm. is I can tell you know where they're going now at this point. It's just budget. They keep going. The budget you got to pay for these actors, so you have to change the story a little bit. So now you introduce new characters. This down on his luck uh, new guy, uh, played by you know Aaron Paul, who's now this like total recall character who has to, you know, you we're rooting for this guy. And then halfway through the script, it seems like they gave up, given up on that, and they're trying to like pull us into this. Uh, other characters that without giving any spoilers away here just seems like they're just trying to go down the line where it feels like they're going to close up shop any day now uh i don't know where they're going do you think this is the end for no it it could be like the wire it it could just be like the wire and they they're just Hmm. moving on from next subject to next subject but going over the main theme of what is free will and devs is just basically like determinism 101 (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's uh from beginning to end and alex garland from the beginning all the way back to the beach just looking at this product going yeah i can see this happening i can see how he got to this point uh in his career where he made something like this where it's beautiful and it 
tells the story, but it's not for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. It's weird how do you recommend this uh, to to everybody out there when you know damn well that some people are going to go, eh, I'm, I'm good, I'm cool, <laughs> after a few and <laughs> uh, maybe two episodes. Um, yeah, it's definitely not for everyone. It is yeah. not. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's beautiful. I loved it. I'll probably watch it again whenever I get a chance to, but it's something about that. Like my partner, when we got to the end of it, and we'll talk about it in more details, I guess, in a second, but when we got to the end, there's a point where uh, – there's the subjectiveness of this property of devs it's going to your there's a divergence there with everyone viewers themselves whether <laughs> they liked it or not um i loved it like i want more of it i know there's only going to be one seat well, well again let's go into that a little later <laughs> yeah well i mean now we can talk about spoilers so for, if you are not caught up on devs or westworld please skip to the next time code which we will provide down below but we are going to dip into some spoilers for devs and westworld to just kind of compare and contrast so um for those Westworld up to what up to what point um, because oh yes we're six episodes in now yes up to mm-hmm. episode six so okay. if you're not caught up by episode six then we um are kind of diving into it here but we're mostly talking about all of devs um so because you guys have been breaking down all of devs just um as a whole how is that experience watching the entire season week by week? Do you think it's better to watch week by week or do you think it was better, it'd be better to binge all of it at once? It's a lot to binge, um, it, yeah. it, but it's it's really one full movie it, at the end of the day. Uh, it's one long story, um, but keep that in mind that, yeah, you, you're going to be lost if you try to watch it all as one, in one binge. Uh, so I would you need breaks. I think uh, Mike said that too. Yeah, I had a really good time sort of chewing on each episode week to week, like watching it once and then watching it again right before we would shoot our video um, and and just really letting each hour long morsel like marinate in my brain. I actually and and cook me from the inside out. (laughs) I came to it both ways. I, I had the screeners to do the review before we started doing the breakdown. And so I binged it entirely the first time through. And then I, I think I did it, yeah, I think I did it in February. I binged the entire thing and did, I think, over two days, I think is how, how I did it. And I then, for the breakdowns, I rewatched everything twice. And so I would rewatch it week by week, two times before we would do the breakdowns. And I definitely got a lot more out of it with the separation of each episode where I could actually, like, take the time to go through each little moment like piece by piece and i think it's a show that's really built for that so i i mean even if you're gonna just watch an episode a day i think is how i would recommend you do it you know without going through and binging the entire thing but without waiting a week between episodes i think is like the perfect way to watch the show i mean it was it was hard i had all eight episodes you know, at the same time you did, Meg. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for me every week to not just watch all of them. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to just watch at the pace that they were airing so that, you know, we could have an honest discussion in which I would speculate about what I thought was going to happen without mm-hmm. having that secret knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was hard. Now, if you compare that to Westworld, I don't give a hoot what's happening on <laughs> Westworld. Like oh. I, I have no desire to watch more like i'll watch it week to week because you know we're covering it on the site and and what whatever but it's it doesn't it doesn't it's not inspiring like that need to keep watching that like mm-hmm. a really good binge so if you were show just, yeah does. if you were just watching it do you think you would have dropped off by now and stopped watching westworld yeah i would have dropped off in season two mm. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like a little inside baseball, but like the traffic numbers for Westworld season three coverage are, are low. Like mm-hmm. and, and the interest the in the show is just is lower. completely yeah. falling off a cliff. Mm-hmm. I could have told the, you that second watching this season and what they've done with the characters totally. and how they've just changed the story just about, again, free will and the characters who cares? They do not give mm-hmm. a damn. It's all story at this point. And I love the story. <laughs> I love the Westworld season three story, what they're going with. But when it comes to just Westworld as a whole, they've left they left that show a long time ago. They put mm-hmm. it in the great yeah, beyond well, with everything else. What is this what does this season have to do with previous seasons? Nothing. Honestly, like it it feels not like much. a completely yeah. different show. It mm-hmm. feels yeah, like they got like bored spin-off. of the show that they were yeah. making yeah. and decided to just like Re- Rehoboam or whatever like Rehobo, the big computer that like d- decides everything about society has never been mentioned before all of this is nope. new stuff that they introduced in this season that Dolores has decided that she's now fixated on this and it's like what is what is it's, where's the through line? I feel like someone here. someone in a room said they didn't want to do other parks. Someone just mm-hmm. said, you know what? I don't want to continue doing more parks each and every season. Right. I don't want season five yeah. to be on Samurai <laughs> Park. So they just said, all right, well, let's give them the real world and make stuff up. It's okay, it's kind of, but it's it, not Westworld. <laughs> it, it's a bummer, too, because like now, like at first I was very on board with the whole Rehoboam thing. And I was like, oh, I get I, I understand like the narrative here. Like I, I get it. But now, looking at it, as far as we are into this season, it has really kind of lessened the stakes of seasons one and two, too. Because, like, that was the big question, right? Was the fact that the hosts were in the narrative loops, and, like, that's what differentiated them from the humans. And that was the question, is, like, okay, if you're on a narrative loop, do you have the capacity to break free from that? And now it's like, oh, well, all of the humans are on narrative loops, too, kind of. So it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. And it's like, well, okay. Not shocking. Yeah. And it's also yeah. not shocking. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just it's to like, go with oh, that route. That's fine. And at the same. But then that's that's where the that's where the parallels with devs come come in. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's really what at its core. What it's about is a, a big tech company deciding the course of individual human lives mm-hmm. with no input from those people. And yeah. that's where the question of free will comes from. Mm-hmm. But obviously, we feel that one of those shows has done a much better job of examining that that question um and you know westworld has the the budget and it has the talent behind it so is it really just the influence of of alex garland like as an auteur that that we feel has made devs like such a more successful examination of this yeah. do you think there was like more pressure to make it more action focused to add more gun scenes and explosions set to music uh yeah just it feels more like an action piece than mm-hmm. analyzing the questions that it's presenting at the beginning of the season i a feel like of, it, listen it presented a- hbo these... had to hbo had to do something with all that game of thrones budget they're not using anymore <laughs> They put oh, a dragon in there. Yeah, they did. They sure, oh my god, they sure. <laughs> yeah, did. they, they sure did. Put a that dragon was the, in there. That was the worst. Yeah, <laughs> that was a shark jump. The for worst sure. thing. Ever. Westworld, which it is. Yeah, they're still doing yeah. it again. It's not even. It's not even a cameo. Like if it was a cameo from Game of Thrones actors or something. Like if they played a couple of hosts or whatever. It was a cameo sure. from David and Dan, the showrunners of Game of Thrones. Who cares about it's those? It's a pat on comes. the back for everyone so, in the production office. Like, yeah, we did it. It's it's, it's cringy. So <laughs> it's very cringy. So I know. Tone deaf. But the thing is, uh, well, Westworld itself. Again, they 
with the characters, since we've all caught up, we can talk about at least, at least the last mm-hmm. episode we just saw with um, yeah. Charlotte bot uh, Shaloris, I think we can call her. Shaloris. <laughs> Shaloris. I think, they, <laughs> I, I think a, a showrunner said that too. So I didn't. Dorlot. Yeah, Dor- I like that one. <laughs> Dorlot. <laughs> the thing is, it's, it's so weird because they're trying to get you at this point of the show. They're like, what characters do we have that an audience member or anyone could just root for? Because we don't got many of them left. You can't root for Dolores. Uh, uh, Bernard's off in his own head. He doesn't know who he is in himself, so you can't What's really go doing? with him. And neither do I. No what one knows. He, no. What's his plan? There yeah, I have one. no idea. So what in the last episode, <laughs> yeah, I also don't know like, off, the whole um, William thing with like, Hale's family in therapy with himself. No, boring. Mm-hmm. Because William's mean? still driving himself insane, whether he's human or not human, which doesn't really matter at this point if he's matter. this sentient and he knows what's going it doesn't matter if he's not <laughs> who cares yeah. it, doesn't it felt matter. like they just wanted to get jimmy simpson back yeah that's all it yeah. was and but at the yeah. end of the Which day fun. they keep reaching and trying to get you to go okay these are the bad guys and these are the good guys see we killed mm-hmm. off charlotte hale's family that you just met for only maybe five minutes of screen time between the two in the last episode and this one uh but they're dead now so you should be really upset at uh, sirak and everything he's doing to stop you know the you know the robots from taking over but and, they and already wiping out murdered human race. charlotte hale <laughs> yeah and took her place yes <laughs> so why would i care like if my if that's my the sympathy actor. Is that with... is the actor. You need to. They have to pay for the actor, so they got to give her her new role since she's not the bad for guy sure. anymore. And, and mm-hmm. but, but my point them. is, if my if my sympathy is with the hosts, then why do I care about like Charlotte's yeah family? You yeah. shouldn't. You shouldn't at the all. The humans are the. <laughs> I don't want to say. I don't want to make it like black and white, like bad guys, good guys. But it's right. like the the our sympathy was with the hosts for season one and two. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just confused. But now yeah, you have Dolores who's crazy. It is hard to crazy. figure out who to root for. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dolores who wants to wipe everyone out. So the humans are trying mm-hmm. to save themselves. And the only man who knows what to do is Serac, who has his own time machine that may or may not be really telling the future. So <laughs> I like that. I like Again, I like speaking that of, Speaking of telling the future, <laughs> I mean, Meg and I have obviously spoken at great length about devs Deus. devs Deus, actually you mean con- uh, we don't have to call it devs anymore devs. since we're out of spoilers we don't have to call it devs anymore it's deus it's right deus's deus. conclusion <laughs> thank you and greg, and greg and chastity what do you guys think of of devs of the conclusion yeah no of the of the of the conclusion specifically yeah oh yeah no i was i was pretty blown away by watching the finale and uh, I was emotional and I was scared and I had a lot of feelings. I, I was like <laughs> yeah. paranoid, scared, emotional, and but I was also happy and I also, I also felt warm at the same time because of the whole Jamie and Lily thing. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it was it came together very nicely, but it also blew my mind and just like um, I was I felt lost through some episodes of it, but it, I feel like it all came together beautifully and I'm really happy with it and i feel like i would want to rewatch it so i've only watched the whole season once um i haven't watched it twice but i think i would go back again and binge it i i think that was a really nice way to put it yeah (laughs) Yeah. i this the same way with um for me though the second the credits rolled and Alex Garland's name came up there, written and directed by. I just looked at the screen and went, "You son of a bitch! I love you." <laughs> <laughs> I 
he, he ended it you, on a joke. He ended I like it on a bitch, joke. I'm in. <laughs> it Son is. That's really what I went with. Son of a bitch, I'm in. Greg, I, I immediately, I literally, the credits rolled on, on devs, and I literally immediately watched Ex Machina. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, just I highly recommend that. that. Uh, yeah. I, if anyone's wa- listening to this or watching it, please watch Ex Machina because you'll if you, yeah, if you it, yeah. even if you're watching devs right now, stop. Watch Ex Machina, then come back <laughs> because it, it, it's, well, so it it's, it's so good. It's so good for the good ending. Supplemental watching. It's, yeah, it's great. I for liked Ex Machina a lot when it came out. Mm-hmm. Yep, but this just now having consumed <laughs> much more of Garland's like brain smoothie mm-hmm. into my mind <laughs> rewatching ex machina i there was i appreciated it yeah. a lot more and there's even mm-hmm. there's literally mentions of determinism in ex machina so it's like garland brought it's up like they can be in the same world actually he did say uh, in an interview that they are in there's some timeline where oh, uh man. that character was it oh. nick i think Ooh. is it nick oscar isaac's character <laughs> and yeah, and Foster have met. He says they probably they would have hated each other because one is just again, Forrest is the entrepreneur, so the two of them would not get along at all. One would think the other's crazy and the other one would just resent uh Forrest for everything he's doing. Um <laughs> So with that said, I just love the fact that they ended it again, just Deus Ex Ghost in a Machine. I to end it on such a frustrating note too. Like I hated if like just Personally, I hated the fact that what happens to Lily and how that goes down. But then you have to just go with your own idea of what do you consider free will or determinism and uh, this whole timeline of whether or not, you know, did they make it out? And you get your good ending if you believe so. You get your deus ex moment that they're they're off in heaven somewhere living another life together in a multiple timelines, though. But um, the thing that has the thing that has really stuck with me afterward is the idea that she really disproved the whole thing right in that final moment so mm-hmm. by making if, a choice if, yeah if you're Forrest and katie you have to be asking yourself for the rest of your life or your you know simulated life or whatever uh did was any of that really necessary like could i yeah. actually have mm-hmm. could i you know did lily have to die did we have to inflict this on this other person that's yeah. the um, part that really kills me about the finale is the fact that we Katie is left so in the lurch and like at least Forrest he's going to be contemplating that stuff in the simulation with Lily there to like talk to at least like he can relate to you know her but Katie back in the real world has absolutely no one to like what is she supposed to do like just understand that she's just watch the box yeah yeah it's just well Katie Katie, so Katie can talk to Forrest when Forrest is like in the white room right after the jump scare, Katie and he have a discussion. So I wonder if Katie could just like voice of God into the simulation. I don't think it so. Seems just like, she can. I don't know. That would be was weird. Only for that moment? Was it just for that moment? Why not? I Why think not? it was and just for that Lily... moment because I think that Forrest was uploaded into like a liminal space that wasn't the simulation yet. And so when he's put in the simulation, it's a yeah. different situation. Right? I don't know. I feel like there, she can't just like Truman show the whole thing and like be <laughs> like, knows? surprise, <laughs> it's me. That would that would be the SNL sketch yeah. about if Debs was like way more popular. That would be like the you know like when Kylo Ren like goes undercover boss. Remember that SNL sketch? Yeah. This would be that that version of that for Debs. Yeah. God. 
Like if I'm right, so. if I'm Lily, what I I would be scared to even have sex or do anything because I'm like this is a giant simulation. What if Katie's watching right oh. at this moment? Oh, because Katie's watching. <laughs> Katie, yeah. Or worse yet, Stewart that. is watching. You, yeah, <laughs> yes. You just, you just have to take that out. I don't think she knows, though. I don't think Lily knows that Katie was watching because Katie didn't talk to Lily. Yeah. Right. Lily I don't knows think Lily knows that Katie is. But, yeah. she, yeah. but Lily knows about the visualization yeah, chamber, and she, she knows does. that they're in a simulation. Mm-hmm. So that's all you, you need just, to know. In in her place, you just have to let that go and go on with your life, because otherwise, how can you go on every day? Or, or just live your life yeah. at all times as if somebody is watching. Yeah. It would be like Groundhog's Day. Would, I would do whatever the hell I wanted. Are you, you don't know. Me? You don't know. Model, model, citizen, model citizen or just like even more super <laughs> depraved because like whatever you live your life in a way that no one wants to watch so it's fine <laughs> they'll just change the channel they'll just change the channel the real to a different life person would be like, so this is disturbing weird. i don't this like would... it yeah <laughs> what's this other person up to yeah <laughs> right well in summation watch devs um it's great and watch all of alex garland's work because it's all fantastic That's it for this episode of You Should Be Watching. Thanks for joining us. And if you want any recommendations for specific genres or specific streaming services, let us know. Reach out to us via email at ysbw at gamespot.com. That's ysbw at gamespot.com. You can also listen to this very podcast on the place of your choice. We are on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. And be sure to follow us on Twitter. You can find me at chastity underscore V. Greg? I'm at Greg Spot Thomas. Mike? I'm at Rogue Cheddar. And Meg? I'm at Rusty Polish. All right. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. And thank you all for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.